Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It was about 27 years ago. It was this time of year up in Albany. My mother-in-law was in town for a visit, so we decided to drive north and see the fall colors. You've never been to uh, upstate New York, to the Adirondacks, or gone over to Vermont. It can be a beautiful time of year. We decided to just drive as far north as you really got into the peak colors and then turn around and head home. Well, I was about two hours from home. We were just about to make the U-turn when all of a sudden the car just gave out. Stopped running. Nothing. There I am in a Ford Escort on the side of the road on I-87 with my wife, my toddler daughter, my mother-in-law, all stuck on the side of the road. Had to walk a couple miles and finally get some help, call our senior pastor to drive all the way up north to get us. Rather embarrassing and frustrating when it just finally had given out. But maybe that's a bit illustrative of our own lives. Have you had that moment when your personal engine has either just quit or it feels like it's about to quit, to just give out? You just can't lead that certain group anymore. You just don't have that time to keep helping that certain person. Sometimes we just give out. As we talk about our stewardship, giving up, giving out, giving in, last week we talked about giving up that when we give of our offerings, of our time, our talents, and our treasures, first and foremost, we give up. We give to the Lord. We give to God in grateful response for all that God has first given to us. So what about giving out? Well, my offerings are a response to God, and they are used for his primary work, to seek and to save the lost. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the shepherd who left the 99 to go and to seek that one sheep that was lost. We are giving out beyond ourselves, beyond the church, beyond those who are believers. We give to others, especially those who are not churchgoers, not believers, not Christian. Now, maybe you haven't thought of that before, but giving up to God is not a new concept. We talked about it last week, that it was in both the Old and the New Testaments. Well, so too is God's concern for those who are not part of the body. It's also all over the Bible. Our first reading today from Deuteronomy. 
one of the five books, the original books of Moses. We're going all the way back to the desert. What does he say? As he, they are harvesting their crops each year. He says three times in that reading, in case they missed the point, leave what remains for the alien, the fatherless, and the widow. I should go back and get it. It's mine. I need it. I'll make money off it. Leave what remains. And specifically for who? For those who don't have. The alien. The foreigner who may be living among them. Who isn't connected yet with how to do that. For the fatherless and the widow those who are missing those family connections in order to provide, leave for them, provide for them. In our New Testament lesson, as Paul is talking to the church in Colossae, he says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. Be wise. Make the most of every opportunity. He really makes in, in here two points. First is that, let's be honest. When we come into church, when we gather with God's people, we like to talk to the people we know. We connect with them first. Do you talk to someone you don't know? The outsider, the new person, the, the disconnected person. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Those who aren't part of the body. Those who may not be connected or well connected. But in so doing, there's a, a temptation to fix them, right? Right? Oh, I'm going to connect with that person who's not connected in order to what? Get them back. Get them back doing what's right so that they're connected, so that they're doing the right thing, so that they're giving their offering, so that they're attending when they need to be attending. But Paul, as the reading goes on, he says, let your conversation always be full of grace, not judgment, Connect with them with grace, that love and that forgiveness. God's riches at Christ's expense. It's God's riches that you bring to them. Season your words, he said, with salt. Well, salt helps enhance flavor. Are my words appealing? Are they flavorful to someone? Not scolding and rude. As we connect to others, it's important that we do it, and it's important how we do it. And Jesus himself lived that out. He lived that out as we read in our gospel lesson this morning about Zacchaeus. Oh, lovable, wonderful Zacchaeus, right? Oh, no. Jesus is going to the house of a crook. At least that's the way people felt about tax collectors in the day. 
they made their money by overcharging, extremely overcharging those from whom they were to collect. They took it and pocketed it themselves. Most tax collectors became very rich on the backs of those that they were receiving those taxes from. Oh, sure, they forwarded their small part over to Rome, but they kept a large portion for themselves. But Zacchaeus hears about that new guy in town, this preacher. He wanted to hear. He wanted to hear more about what Jesus had to say, but he was short. You ever been the, the short one in the large group? The one that's behind so many people and you can't really see what's going on. So desperate to see Jesus that he, he climbs that fig tree. Jesus sees him, invites him to his house, and that's where the story really begins to hit its point. As Zacchaeus learns he's loved, immediately he's compelled to act. He, he can't help it. But, but as all of this grace has come into his heart, he wants to give. To give back, to uh, amend his ways. He gives generously in response to that love that Christ has shown him. He gives half of his possessions to the poor. You're squirming about a tenth. He gives half of his possessions to the poor. And on top of that, if he's cheated anyone, someone, which I think it's safe to say he's done a lot of, what do he say? He'll pay them back. Oh no, he's going to pay them back four times the amount he cheated them. But maybe that isn't even the most important part of the account of Zacchaeus. The big purpose clause of the story, the hook as you were, what Jesus really wants them to know is still something else. It's in the very last sentence we read. You see, we really aren't here to focus on Zacchaeus. We're here in church to talk about Jesus and what Jesus did and taught about himself. So we read, the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. That is why he came. It's why he was teaching, why he was preaching, why he died on the cross to seek and to save the lost. Not those who are part of the body. Not those who are already connected and love the Lord. They're safe. They're as well. He's concerned about them. But his primary purpose is to seek and to save what was lost. So, his mission is our mission. We do the very same thing. Our offerings bring the gospel to those who don't know about Jesus. Your gifts bring God's love to the hurting, the lonely, 
And in so doing, we're doing the very thing that Jesus did. God's work, reaching out. That is the central work of the church. Why is reaching out, giving out so important? Because right now, people within our scope of influence are dying and going to hell because they don't know Jesus. They don't know that he loves them, that he died for them. Today, now, those people are all around us. These are people in our communities, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our families. And yes, some of those are even members of Ascension Lutheran Church. They're here today, but they really don't know Jesus. Our offerings support outreach. We give out. We give outside ourselves. Did you know that Ascension Lutheran Church tithes what we receive? We give a tenth, just like we encourage you to do. We give a tenth past ourselves to various ministries outside of the congregation. For example, we give to Live UCF, a ministry uh, to University of Central Florida college students who share God's love with those people. College is often one of the most disconnected times for people, especially for their faith. We support that. We give to the Florida-Georgia District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, that broader church body to which we belong. Our gifts are used beyond ourselves to plant new churches. They support disaster response when people are suffering, really hoping we don't need to use those gifts literally this week. But if we need to, they are there because God's people, including us, have already given. Our gifts support uh, Reverend Gary Shushke uh, and his ministry in Germany. Two interesting facts about Gary. Did you know we were classmates? He has a very funny story about my daughter in Greek class. I'll make him tell that when he is here Sunday, October 23rd. We've been in touch. He's going to be here next month. Very much looking forward to him sharing about his ministry in Germany. We as a congregation support Young Life, a wonderful ministry that brings Christ to young adults. We support our manna pantry, giving to those in food need in our community. We support the Christian Caring Center. And I could go on and on about the various ways that we give out, give outside of our congregation to the world. Why? Why do we give out? Be a lot simpler, and trust me, in trying to look ahead to next year's budget. It'd be a lot easier to balance our budget if we didn't do this. But we do it. Why? Why do we give outside of ourselves? Why do you give uh, to others? 
Why do we spend the money, the time, the energy to give to people who will never give back to us? There's really nothing in it for me. I don't do that to to get back. I give out, expecting nothing in return. Why? Why? We love, we give, because God first loved us. It echoes his heart. That is at the center of who God is. It's his essence. It's his being. It's why Jesus said uh, in Luke chapter 6, he says, But love your enemies and do good and give, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. He is kind. He is kind to the unloving. He is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. Again, it flows from God's essence and being God is kind. God is kind to those who don't get it. God is kind to those who are disconnected. God is kind to the evil. And there it is. Both the beginning and the end. The source and the outcome. Stewardship begins and ends with the heart and the very essence of God. God is kind to everyone, even the ungrateful and evil. We are kind to everyone. We give out to others because God has first given to us. His heart expects nothing in return. Thus, so does ours. God is full of grace, and so are we. We give up to the Lord. We give out to those in need. And we give in, supporting God's ministry as a congregation. May God bless us all as we think about God's grace and our response. In Jesus' name, amen.